from the rugged desert outside Yuma, Arizona, this is Outpost Outspoken. Outpost Outspoken is the official podcast of U.S. Army Yuma Proving Ground, which conducts natural environment testing of military equipment in Arizona, Alaska, and the tropics. Hi, I'm Anna Henderson. Yuma Test Center, located at Yuma Proving Ground, tests virtually every piece of equipment the warfighter may need. That includes parachutes. Responsible for that role is the Airborne Test Force. Chief David Minnis joins us to tell us more about ATF. Welcome. Hi, Anna. Thanks for having me on your podcast. Thanks for being here. Can you start off by telling us what the mission of ATF is? Essentially, we're responsible for facilitating testing of new parachute systems for personnel and cargo airdrop. Can you elaborate a little bit more about that equipment that's tested? Sure. Uh, the typical breakdown of the test item is either the parachute system, the aero delivery equipment involved in bringing the item down to the ground, or the actual item itself. The Army wants to make sure that uh, when we airdrop it, it's going to survive the impact and be usable to the warfighter. And your team is responsible for not just, you know, pushing this cargo out of the airplane. Like, they package this entire cargo. Can you talk a little bit about that? That's right. Yeah, so our, uh, our team's broken down into four sections. We have uh, a heavy uh, heavy rigging section, parachute pack section, military freefall, and a maintenance section. So each day our team will come in and they'll go, they'll receive their tasks for the day or for the week. They'll go out and, uh, and facilitate those functions so that the heavy equipment rigging will prepare cargo for our airdrop. The pack section will pack personnel or cargo parachutes depending. Most of the time it's cargo because uh, YPG drops so much cargo. Uh, the military freefall section maintains a variety of, of freefall parachute equipment and our maintenance section uh, conducts repairs on all the cargo that's being dropped or personnel parachutes. I've been to your shop before and I see people sewing. What are they sewing? Generally anytime that there's a cargo airdrop there's some sort of damage to our parachute systems or the equipment that we use. So. All parachute riggers are trained in, in repair, so they're sewing away, getting patches sewn up, or repairing uh, any kind of seams that are broken or stitches that are broken, getting the items back to usable condition. And your team is made up of military and civilians? Yeah, we've got about 21 uh, military riggers, and I got a couple of medics, and then there's also uh, some contract uh, parachute riggers and military riggers that help us out, and they're tasked with kind of offsetting some of the workload. So now we moved from what a typical day is on the ground. Move us over to what, once you get on the airplane, what are some of the different jumps? All right, typically we have uh, two types of jumps. We have low-level static line, which is uh, what you would typically see in like a World War II movie. So we're jumping out about a thousand feet, parachute opens up right away, We've got about a minute until we hit the ground. It's used for mass infiltration with of, of large units into a battlefield. And the other type is military freefall, typically used for smaller units, very specialized insertion, more stealthy. Uh, so those are the two types of, of uh, airborne operations we conduct, and we're responsible for being uh, maintaining proficiency in both of those. Proficiency and safety. That's right. Can you talk to me a little bit about how your team trains and prepares? Yeah, before every uh, operation, we have to uh, conduct rehearsals and briefings so everyone on the Jumpmaster team, the ground crew, and the parachutists know what the flow of the operation is going to be and that we uh, conduct the rehearsals of how the jump's going to go, how recovery is going to go, uh, how our transportation is going to happen so that there's no surprises and we're best prepared for the operation. ATF conducted a full-scale exercise. Is that something that happens yearly? The, uh, the air delivery branch is maintaining a, like a yearly safety stand down where we conduct a, uh, an exercise where the air delivery branch has to respond to some sort of incident or emergency or something pretty much going wrong to make sure that uh, we're prepared to handle any issues. 
Can you explain the feeling just like leading up to that jump, but you're walking to the edge of the airplane, it back opens up. Talk to me about that. The parachutists on my team are really uh, proficient and comfortable with airborne operations. The The timeline leading up to jumping is a, is a pretty long one, so we're kind of ready to, to go. Uh, and then there is some anxiety, there's a little bit of stress, there's excitement, it's kind of all boiled up into one. Our blood pressure is going up, you know, heartbeat's going up, and then uh, we jump out and then it all goes back down, you know. So we hit the ground and then that, that rush comes back down and, and then we have, to, uh, we have to keep on moving. And what's happening in your head while you're free falling? There's things that we're supposed to be performing throughout uh, every jump and uh, based on our rehearsals and all that. So those are the things that we have to keep in mind throughout each type of jump, whether it's static line or free fall. We're making sure we're doing what we're supposed to do. And when the parachute opens, we're making sure it's working and we do a functions check on it to make sure that we can land with it safe. Uh, so that's typically what we're doing during free fall is, is uh, performing our tasks. Okay, so you're still working. Still working. Yeah, yeah, we're not just, not just having fun. <laughs> okay, well, is there anything else you'd like to share about your team and about the work you do for the Army? I got a really great team of highly qualified people. They work extremely hard. They're very flexible. Things here are constantly changing. The missions are changing. Dates are changing. The requirements change constantly based on the test. So they're very adaptive. They're very, uh, they're very professional. And I'm just really happy to be here working with them. All right, well, thank you all for the work you do. And thank you for your time. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yuma Proving Ground is the home of Yuma Test Center, which conducts testing on virtually every piece of equipment in the U.S. Army's ground combat arsenal. YTC leadership recently named Marcus Giddings the Mission Employee of the Third Quarter for his work as a test officer. Thanks for joining me, Marcus. Yes, thank you for having me and giving me this opportunity. First off, congratulations. What was your reaction to this honor? Uh, I was excited when I first heard about it. I put in a lot of hard work while we were testing, and to be selected for this is an honor because it knows I know that the work that I've been putting in really has an impact on what we're doing out here so I was excited yeah a lot of times in the day-to-day -day you forget that your job is really important so that's it's always great to be reminded with something like that how did you find out that you were selected I was at a meeting with my team lead and my branch chief and they had kind of sat me down and said that I was going to be getting this award just for the work that I've been doing uh, in the third quarter how did you actually get presented the award I was presented the award during our divisional safety meeting. Uh, the Lieutenant Colonel Daring presented the award and gave it to me in front of the division, which was pretty cool. I was gonna say, yeah, how did that feel, getting recognized in front of your coworkers? It was good. I mean, I was a little nervous at first, but you, you think back on all the work that you've done and, and why you're here, and it's good to be recognized in front of your peers. Now tell me about your role at YTC as a test officer with combat systems. So I started out on auto, on the automotive side. I worked on AMPV for about a year and a half, and then I switched over to Abrams. I've been working at Abrams for about three years, and then for the past eight months or so, I've been working on both Bradley and Abrams. What would you say is a typical day for you, if there is a typical day? Uh, it depends on what I'm doing. If we're setting up for a shoot, then I'll be prepping the vehicles and the range uh, to be able to put the vehicles in a, whichever configuration we need it to be in. If we're running performance tests, then I'm prepping those. Uh, it just depends on what tests we're doing and where we're at in the schedule on how my day goes. I'd say 70% in the field working on the vehicle and 30% at my desk doing admin work or writing reports. You had mentioned the type of testing you do. Testing I've been working on currently is active protection systems. So there's essentially two types of armor for a system. You've got non-reactive, 
which is the armor kits you put you bolt on the side of the vehicle and then you have reactive armor it's a bolt-on kit for the system and it essentially tracks incoming threats and then we'll deploy a counter munition of sorts to stop the threat from reaching the vehicle and we test the effectiveness of those systems. You know, so how long have you worked at YPG? Uh, it's been five years total. I worked two years as a contractor with tracks, and now three years as a government civilian. Now, did you ever imagine yourself working with ground combat vehicles? Was that your goal when you were going through school? No, so I actually went to school for biomedical engineering. So I'm in like the opposite of what I went to school for. <laughs> That's how it happens. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I worked for a semiconductor factory in Phoenix a year out of college and I didn't like it. And then I found out about the Proving Ground. I just applied and ended up working out here and I've loved it since day one. Yeah, tell me what you love about your job. What do you enjoy about it? I like the culture and the camaraderie that I have with my teammates. I also like the, I'm not bound to a cube. I'm more of an extroverted person and sitting in a cube all day doesn't excite me very much. So the fact that I can go out and talk to the crews and be really hands-on with the vehicles and be kind of the big picture step of the engineering process is exciting and I enjoy it a lot. Is there anything else you'd like to share about your job and your team? I do want to thank Alexis Baez Ruiz and Ramon Morales for helping me out during those three or four months there. Uh, those guys were pivotal in the success of the program and, and how the testing went. Uh, so I just want to shout out to them. It's always great to have a a good team around you. Thank you for what you do and thank you for your time today. Appreciate it, thank you. This has been Outpost Outspoken. Thank you again for listening. We'll see you next time from the Army's busiest test center.